can be starting right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, just so we go for it. Okay, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so how are you, Oscar? So I'm good. Actually, I had a really great week. Uh, our mutual friend Mindo was staying with me for the past week, and he was staying with me because it was it's fin- it's easier for him to to move from my house to one of one of his classrooms and to go from from his home to his classroom. So he was with me from Wednesday of last week to yesterday, which was Monday. Yeah, it was it was a great time. It was a great, a great, great time. And you know how Mindo loves cooking. He's, so Mindo just doesn't he doesn't want to have just dinner. He wants to create a meal, you know, and he wants you to enjoy the food he makes. <laughs> it's a very so it was great. It's a yeah. very good hobby, honestly. Cooking yeah, it. Yes, it is. And yeah, it, it has that. Um, it gives you the opportunity to get really creative you know you you can make a dish mm-hmm. you can find a, a recipe online and mm-hmm. the recipe the, the the food that you make the dish that you make will not be 100% like the recipe that you find online right it'll be different mm-hmm. and um, sometimes that'll be for the better and sometimes it'll be for the worst right mm-hmm. it'll taste bad maybe uh, maybe you don't have the right ingredients and stuff like that but the point is, is that you get to make your own version of the dish you can add your own twist yeah, and your own yeah, mix yeah. to a lot of things, you know. The way I cook, yeah. it's funny, even something as simple as the way I cook what? The way I fry an egg, Oscar, will not be the same way you fry an egg. I mean, it's the same thing with everything else in life. Sometimes it's cooking, just, it's everything, it's everything. So, is, is, but life. isn't that what makes it amazing? Like, it's, you're, you're adding your own spice of life to the food. A slice of who you are, actually, not a spice. Maybe yeah, I a see, spice I of who you are. And I don't think that's what makes it interesting. So I think that's just what the way life is. It's, that's just, things go like that with everything, not just cooking, with everything. But I now, makes, makes cooking special. With that open field of creativity, it allows you to explore. Right, that's the interesting part. At least I think that's and what then, I I find interesting about cooking. But then if you say that about cooking, what about music? What about playing the guitar? What about writing? What about making movies? And oh, music... Why, is, why would cooking be interesting if this is the metric you're using? I feel like this is the worst metric to, to describe cooking with. So for cooking, for you, it's all about like, does it taste good or doesn't it taste good? And that's yes, it. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, does it taste good and does it satisfy me? That's the only metric that matters. For me, for me, it's not, not, it's my opinion, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's like, does it taste good? Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good enough. But, good enough. but just so you know, this is eating. You're now, you've now shifted towards, I was talking about cooking. Or did you mean cooking and eating? Uh, so I don't see, okay. For me, it's the same thing because why would you cook? You're not going to eat. You could just be cooking for somebody else. I'm actually literally just okay, talking okay. about the act of cooking, so, so not necessarily would, eating. Yeah, so for me, I always the two go together because I'm not a chef. The only person I think who cooks without eating is a chef because it's, that's the job, right? Okay. But I wouldn't cook. I wouldn't put cooking and eating separately in my own life. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So, okay, just just for the sake of argument, I'll put the cooking and the eating mm-hmm. together. Um, okay, then I then I have nothing to say about it then. no because um i think every young person who lives by themselves eventually has to learn how to cook something right 
And then they realize yeah. when they start out, like many things, when you start something new, you're like, I'm pretty bad at this. I can't cook it yeah. like the recipe's telling me to cook it. So what do you do? You start mm. experimenting. You start trying to do your own things just to make it taste a little bit better, right? And before you know it, you find your yeah, own recipe. You see, you see now you've gone back to saying like, you try something new just so it can taste better. So even you in your description of food cooking and eating together. But sometimes... Uh-huh. Taste isn't what taste isn't the only like metric that drives innovation in cooking. This is what I mean. I'm sure, I'm sure, but like if you're a chef, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're talking about a chef, I agree with you. But for most other people, it's, it's taste. But even even for a chef, why would you cook bad food? Uh, well, I mean, like food once, bad. like once you reach a certain point of like tastiness, uh-huh. have you ever a- ate like two good dishes together? Yeah. Like you have one delicious, let's say what, hamburger, and you have one delicious uh, what, chicken. Mm-hmm. How how do you compare them, those two? You know, they're both two different dishes, right? They mm-hmm. both have two different like palettes of taste. For mm-hmm. hamburger, you can measure like a hamburger based on like oh how soft is the the bun, what are the mm-hmm. spices they use to mix into the meat, how are the sauces, mm-hmm. the vegetables, the softness, all these things, you know. The crunchiness of the vegetables. I don't know. Whatever metric you want to use to measure, like, the deliciousness of a hamburger. And then on this side, you have the chicken. Is it crispy? Is it well... Mm. Is it been well marinated? You know? All these other things. So it's like... When it comes down to it... Mm-hmm. Would you just... If, if you were eating the chicken and you were eating the hamburger... For you, does mm-hmm. it... Like, all of that stuff doesn't matter... All of those characteristics of the food don't matter for you it's like does it taste good yes it's like all of those things coalesce into either good or bad you know you have a soggy hamburger the sogginess is what makes it bad right so that's why it's now now it's now a bad hamburger so it's not about yeah i'm not really thinking about the individual aspects of the burger everything in that burger like maybe you can have like really soft buns which isn't a good thing but the inner layers of the burger, maybe the meat, the meat itself, the, the, the cheese or whatever, are good enough to cancel out the fact that the the bun was too soft. Okay. But I don't I don't look at individual aspects of the burger. I just look at the burger as a whole. Do I like it or do I don't? Do I not like it? And if mm-hmm. everything was perfect, mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. mind you would be done cooking. Like yeah. there's nothing else to. To explore on there's nothing else to look for or search for there's no need to look for yeah. other recipes like that's what i'm saying like now for me yes for me yes because i'm not a chef i'm not trying to be a chef i'm just trying to eat my dinner you know? <laughs> okay okay okay, yeah. okay like maybe if i was like mindo if it was like mindo mindo does those things he wants to experiment because like you said it's a hobby of his you know it's a hobby it's not just about eating for him but for me it's only about eating otherwise i wouldn't be cooking it's funny that you bring up music because I feel like cooking is similar to music in the sense that you can create one amazing piece of music, let's say a song, a guitar song. But that doesn't mean that you're done, right? You still have all these other things that you'd like to write and explore, right? So there's much more of yourself that you can, there's much more of your imagination that you can draw out. And uh, that's the exploration part. Okay, that's right so yeah 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 okay. but like what you're saying it applies to all art actually mm-hmm. uh, all fields that allow you to explore your creativity yeah yeah and uh for you what is that oscar for me i will say it's writing it's, 
it's writing that's the only place where i explore my creativity what do you write it's not about? even okay writing isn't for me it's not even about exploring creativity it's just about expressing a part of myself that i wouldn't speak out you know there's something that i write that i will never i will not be willing to talk about these things with most people isn't that isn't that fascinating that you're willing to write about the deeper darker corners of your mind but you're not willing to talk about it yeah it's it's interesting i guess it's because we live in a world where people well of course everyone wants to be happy we can agree that right but i i believe that the way people live right now is they try to create a sense of happiness by hiding or like stalking away the bad things in, in existence like you put them in, in a box and lock them away and the only way I'll be happy is if I don't see those things but I feel that happiness only comes by looking at that shit and being able to understand why that shit is there and overcoming those that, that negativity that's where you find true happiness or joy so when but you we live in a when, world like mm-hmm. uh-huh. go on go on when you initially said that you're putting all of this shit that dark stuff in your in the box mm-hmm. you're unaware of what you're doing as a person or your consciousness is unaware I, yeah i mean I, i don't know about everyone but i can say that when someone asks me oscar you okay and i know i'm not okay and i say yeah i'm good i say yeah i'm good because maybe i feel like this person might not be able to understand what i'm going through or i feel like maybe I don't burden them with my problems or maybe i feel just embarrassed about talking about my problems you know so yes. it's not like i am i am conscious of hiding those things i'm conscious of hiding it you're always conscious of hiding it yeah. uh, most of the time yes at least when someone asks me such an obvious question how are you doing uh, in that situation i know exactly why i'm hiding it So all those times I ask you if you're doing okay, you're hiding it mm-hmm. consciously. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, most of the time, if you ask me, and I'm, I mean, like you can know when someone isn't good, right? I mean, if, if we are face to face, yeah, spend time with someone, and just you know they're not good. When you ask them, are you good? And right. they say, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know they're not fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to. You, it's kind of weird to push them. Like, nah, just tell me, just tell me, just tell me. Like okay, cool. <laughs> When he or she feels like talking, they'll talk, you know. But more, more often than not, no, people, they don't talk. They never talk about it, and it eats them up. And that's why I feel like art has become art is a thing in the world because these things that eat us up, we have they need to find a way to be released. And it's art or it's drugs, you know. So the it's question here, is, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. why why do we hide those things then if they eat us up? and it rode us from the shame. inside. I think it's shame. Shame. We have too many expectations of each other. Of and each other or of ourselves. No, of each other, of each other. Like think about like there are the burdens imposed on you by your parents and society growing up, right? And whenever you fall short of those expectations. Well, give me an example that. of those burdens. Uh for instance, you need to uh, as a boy you need to be of a certain way. Need to grow up into a strong responsible man you need to you know have kids and a wife by this age you need to have this kind of job all those things i mean it depends on the set you in like for instance like imagine being being gay in kenya you know growing up gay in kenya 
and you know you're gay but you can't express that part of yourself because you know yeah yeah hiding that shit on the inside so where 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 does this darkness go that you turn to drugs or do you turn to art just to elaborate because for people who don't become, know uh being gay in kenya is a big no-no so i think it is illegal actually it's, a, it's illegal it's still technically illegal but we, we don't really enforce it like uganda does um most of them enforce it right i think the only places that do enforce it are the rural areas in the urban areas you can pretty much be gay and um if you keep to yourself you can get away with it you know no one cares really yeah 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 sorry so continue yeah so, yeah, so i'm saying with such things uh okay wait hold on, hold on hold on listen to this listen to this back to the lgbt thing in kenya right uh-huh. sodomy is a fel- felony per section 162 of the kenyan penal code punishable by 14 years imprisonment imprisonment lashes are there any lashes too <laughs> uh, wait let me see wait so <laughs> Any sexual practices between males are a felony uh, punishable by five years imprisonment. So so this is weird. This is weird. So sodomy, which is basically fucking someone in the ass, yeah. anal, it's 14 years. But any sexual practice between men, males, they say specifically males, is punishable by five years. So like kissing, what do they mean by this? A handjob? So did they forget that, you know, heterosexual couples also do anal sex? You know, they forgot about yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, so listen to this. Uh, les- <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> Lesbians, bisexual women, and transgender persons are not even recognized in the Kenyan constitution. <laughs> Lesbians aren't? That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's very weird. Yeah. I think our our society, you know... Okay, I can't t- talk much about about our tribal roots because, to be honest, I don't know that much about it. But there's many stories of like women being able to form like romantic bonds, and no one really they weren't they weren't considered serious or something to be like. Oh. They weren't considered like the the model of what a romantic relationship should look like, but mm. they weren't frowned upon too. Did that yeah, make I sense? Don't I know what you mean. I don't know. I don't know enough about this to say anything. I think. I think. Okay, I'm not sure about gay, like homosexual men, but I know mm-hmm. women. In a lot of places in Africa, like it mm-hmm. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like criminally offensive. It wasn't like a taboo in the in the society as large, you know. Hmm. Oh, but this is but this, this is, is a long time ago. I'm not talking about something think, like that thing you're talking about of phone right now on Wikipedia it says female same sex marriage is pra- practiced among the Gikuyu, Nandi, Kamba, Kipsigis, and less yeah. like neighboring peoples. That's yeah. I didn't I've never heard about this before. You didn't? I I, I yeah. where did I hear this from? I heard it from a friend and I remember reading about it. This was like two two, three years ago. But I remember, just remember thinking, hey, women can have romantic relationships like in our old tribal history, that was like a thing and no one used to do anything. Well, listen to this. So, approximately five to ten percent of women in those tribes are in such marriages. However, this is not seen as homosexual, but is instead a way for families without sons to keep their inheritance within the family. Huh. Oh, so there was a huh. there was a social uh, there was a social value to it. It wasn't yeah. just purely like out of our own personal uh, desires, mm. you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is interesting. 
and from a biological standpoint i guess it makes sense right mm-hmm. you wanna okay so you wanna take care of all of the young in the village right so mm-hmm. and if the young are like the hope of of the village the hope of your people then you want to find a way to take care of the people who don't have parents so i guess forming family units around those kids would make sense mm. assuming the entire village it, it recognizes themselves as one family you know mm, mm, mm. which i'm pretty sure like even till today like villages even back at home they're really closely knit is that right yeah, 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 I assume so. I assume so. I assume so. I assume so too. They're very closely mm. knit. They consider themselves yeah. like maybe not brothers and sisters, but like related. They're family. Mm-hmm. You know your neighbor. Your neighbor knows your neighbor. The entire town oh, is like okay, yeah, yeah. you yeah, know each other. Yeah, 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 is what I mean. Uh, so yeah, sorry. What were you saying? What were you gonna say after that? What were they talking about? What were we talking about before we got into this? I was talking about the. It was interesting about the, like. The social value of allowing women to like form family units in our i don't know i was talking about like what are we talking about prior to this prior to lgbt the... yeah okay and oh, we're talking that, about like uh, dark the dark about, corners yeah. of our minds and why yes, we hide it is, uh, yeah like this this is this is a point i was making right being gay in kenya you're probably going to have to hide that right right if you're coming from most parts of the country so how do you express that part of yourself? Because it's 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 what you are, right? It's what you are. It's who it's a part of what or who you are, right? Okay. And to have that piece of you unexpressed because of the society you live in, that's a burden on the individual. And that burden is pressure. That pressure must be released somehow. So the the way to release the, release the pressure is either art or you know falling into drugs, alcohol, you know everything. Everything else that can be negative for you, for you. So you think, yeah, that makes sense. As an LGBT person, that mm-hmm. would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying the world mm-hmm. rejects you, and it's through that the pain of that rejection mm-hmm. that we turn to art and or mm-hmm. drugs. I'm trying to summarize your point. It's it's not that the world rejects you, okay? Like maybe okay. LGBT the world being society and an like yeah. Yes, yes. LGBT is, a, is an extreme case, but maybe in some cases that it's not so much the world rejecting you, it's that you just think the world is rejecting you, and that's good enough to create a darkness inside of you. Ah, so you're saying that there's also sometimes there's some instances where the negative, the ideas, the fears that you have, the, mm. the biases and the fears that you have within your head may never uh-huh. exist like it's all up in your mind exactly exactly yeah i mean like how many times do you like we've talked about before when you go to bed and just when you're about to sleep you start having those negative thoughts and you start instead of like saying fuck it let me shut down these thoughts you keep replaying the same thoughts over and over and over again now you can't even sleep anymore there's so many times i wake up in the morning and i'm like i don't want to go teach that class because that class is going to end up being yeah. bad and i create so many scenarios in which exactly. a certain class could go yeah. bad and it's funny because that's it's negativity bias, right? Because it's I could have one class that has gone right mm-hmm. 80-90% of the time, right? But my mm-hmm. mind will fixate mm-hmm. on that one time something did go wrong. And then mm-hmm. it'll like hound in on that, it'll like tunnel vision on that and go like what happens if it happens again mm-hmm. and again 
and they're gone. Yep, yep, and they're gone. Yep. You're going to get kicked out. They're going to tell you to leave. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And that's how the fear gets created. You know? It doesn't even start out as fear. Maybe it starts out as, like, anxiety or something. And then it, like, mm-hmm. grows into mm-hmm. a bigger monster. And then once it's, like, a big enough fear, that fear might become a phobia. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you don't want to leave the house. <laughs> true. true. I, I definitely see that. So. Phobia, huh? Yeah. That's how phobias are formed, right? It never starts out exactly, as like... Exactly. It never starts out as like, you know, you wake up one day and it's like, oh, I don't like, I don't want to go out outside anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's always like small steps. It's always incremental steps. Yep, 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 yep. And then... Yeah. You reinforce uh-huh. the, the monster, those negative ideas. Yes. And... Oh. uh Usually that's the yeah. point where you know your your social unit, your family unit should help you out if you're having a really bad time. Yeah. But not everyone yeah, has going that. By, like, yeah. What if you do have a family unit, right? And mm. they can't help you. But the reason why you're not getting any help is because you're just too embarrassed to talk about the problem you're having. So no one knows you're having this problem. Or if people might know you have a problem, but no one knows what their problem is. The thirsty man in what the desert. The thirsty man in the desert is too embarrassed to admit that his well is dry and ask for water. Exactly. That's the way. That's the way. Right? <laughs> so it's like. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You just how, die. How many people do you know? Exactly. How many alcoholics do you know, or, or have you heard of who would admit they're alcoholics? When it's obvious to everyone. You on this podcast, like two episodes ago. I mean, I did admit, I did admit <laughs> it. Was a problem. No, that was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> but still, like, we know, we know this, right? We know this, right? Yes. We do know this. Yeah. You can have a problem and not be willing to admit that the problem is real, even though it's obvious to everyone else. Man, I'm pretty sure everyone does that almost every day with one exactly. problem or and another. That's why yeah. Everyone, everyone has to find a way to express themselves, or that problem is going to become a monster that tiny problem turned to a monster and uh what happens when those monsters aren't taken care of where do you end up man the, the monster destroys everything your life and the lives of people around you right because the monster is uh, it's hungry and it needs to eat the monster must be fed right 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 yeah and like the thing with being like an alcoholic, an alcoholic doesn't drink because it's, it's a social situation. The alcoholic needs to feed on the power that that is liquor, you know? <laughs> they feed on that power that is liquor. So Oscar, for and you, for example, uh-huh. we've talked about that. We've talked about people who like clearly have problems but don't want to ask for help. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons mm-hmm. you said mm-hmm. was embarrassment or shame, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. very understandable. I think many people can relate mm-hmm. to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, why do you, like, for whatever monster you have, why don't you ask for help? Mm-hmm. Because, okay, maybe I don't know how, how to ask for help. How do you ask for help, right? But and also because I have my, maybe I've discovered that for me, writing is, well, writing, I wouldn't say writing is fun. I wouldn't say writing is fun. It's not fun. Sometimes it's... Uh, so wait, you don't enjoy writing? I, I wouldn't say I don't enjoy it, but I wouldn't say it's fun. It's like running. I mean, I, running is good. And I do run quite a bit, but I don't enjoy what I'm feeling when I'm running, you know? 
well, if we enjoyed everything we did, wouldn't that be wonderful yeah, <laughs> if we did enjoy everything we did? <laughs> I enjoy walking out, I enjoy eating right. <laughs> like just today, I've been, I've gotten back to like working out more consistently from like last week mm-hmm. and this week. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the first three days and getting back into my routine, it's like, I mm-hmm. don't want to fucking do this. It's cold. Exactly. My bed is warm. Exactly. I'm hungry. Yeah. My body won't move the way it moves because it's a bit stiff in the morning, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just like, fuck yeah. this shit, you know? Yeah. But then I think about it. It's like, hey, Jason, how many times have you like, you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like taking a shower or brushing your teeth or going to the toilet? It's mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. There's so many things you don't want to do. Yeah, there's times that, like, let's say at the night, at night time, you're just like, ah, man, I'm too lazy to Ah. go to the toilet or something like that, right? Point is, is... (laughs) point is, is that, look, it doesn't have to be going to, it could be also like getting water or something or eating. Mm -hmm. You're too tired Mm -hmm. to go eat. Mm -hmm. Get my point now? And it's just like. There's so many things in our lives that we do that we don't want to do, but we do it because we have to do. And what problems do you have in your life? And what are you scared of asking for those problems? For me, uh, for me, I, th- I want to solve my own problems. Mm-hmm. I feel like. And what are these problems you want to solve on your own? So firstly, it's forging my own path, a path that mm. will, a path that will justify the suffering of my existence. But is that really a problem though? That's not really a problem. That's, that's life, man. That, that's, yeah, that's just living. Like, that's that's being. That's saying you my dreams, right? I want, that's not really a problem. That's just everyone. But that's the crux. But that's what we all do, you know? When you reach a certain point, you realize that is the big problem in my life. I need to find no, why it exists. What I mean is, what I mean is, uh, I think you're trying to be philosophical with your points. You're, you're forcing the philosopher to come out of you. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about a real problem people have, you know, like, I would say I drink more than, than I would like to drink. I smoke more than I would like to smoke. Right? So this... These are problems that not everyone, not everyone drinks as much as Oscar, not everyone smokes as much as Oscar. So if I talk about a problem, I'm going to mention these things. So, no, but, talking about just okay. basic problems. That, I'll that simplify it. Individual might have. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The anxiety of being, mm. it, it's funny because a quarter life crisis is a thing. Did you know mm-hmm. that was a thing? I've heard the phrase before. Quarter life crisis. Let me just uh, mm-hmm. bring that up real quick. So, mm. a quarter life mm-hmm. crisis, it it would apply it would apply to people like me and you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 stuff that we've seen, like you know, coming of age stories, mm-hmm. where like you have mm-hmm. a teenager or a young adult who's kind of like aimless. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, but, and then you know the idea is that they they have to encounter a few obstacles and they sort of like. They, they they're in they, they 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 enter the action of becoming who mm-hmm. they're really supposed to be mm-hmm. and then by the end of the story they they're basically like you know an adult so they come they come in in the beginning of the story they come in half baked or half an adult and then mm-hmm. the end of the story they come out an adult somebody who can stand on their own somebody who would like uh 
who would make like a pillar like a reliable pillar in society okay. Okay. if that makes sense uh-huh. but the point is okay so uh-huh. quarter life crisis it's just the anxiety over the direction and or quality of one's life yeah and but you know like it's I, I usually see. experienced between I people see. in their 20s i see what you're saying but it's like these are just fancy words to describe what every human being who has ever lived has felt but i i think it there's a specific there's there's a specific like, no, period I, I, where people face this yeah because... but no no I, I really i i agree with you i agree with you but i think if we start looking at uh, psychological terminology using like big big fancy scientific words we're just saying things that we know everyone is dealing with i, I know what you're saying I, I actually know what you're saying because i'm going to lead it back yeah. i'm using this and i'm i'm working from a big term working down slowly is what okay, i want to okay. do the point is is that okay, so ahead. having a quarter life crisis i've been drinking a lot mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. or at least mm-hmm. i think i'm going through a quarter life crisis and i think it's been happening for the past like 2 3 years mm-hmm. and and it has created a sort of uneasiness when it comes to making decisions in my life mm-hmm. so what do i do instead i tend to draw them out for as long as possible sometimes okay and other times okay. it's just like maybe i'm too afraid mm. i'm too afraid i'm letting the fear hold me back to actually make decisions right and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that kind of like um reluctantness to like make decisions is fine when you're young mm. but as you grow older yeah, you're going to yeah. have to like as Jordan Peterson would say you have to make your own sacrifice eventually right because if you mm-hmm. don't somebody mm-hmm. will make the sacrifice for you if that makes sense yeah yeah and uh leaves me i've been drinking more mm-hmm. porn oh my god porn is a whole other issue <laughs> mm, mm. Um what else? But you know, as much as there have been like mentally there's been mm-hmm. what? Let's just say there's been rough seas. Mm-hmm. It's also given me like more clarity in other sections of my life. It's given me like it's made me it's 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 made me think it's forced like self reflection upon myself which is funny okay. because also coronavirus helped with that <laughs> too yeah yeah that's that's really interesting right that we gained a lot during the corona time right yeah you and I, i feel like we gained so much in that time um that that those moments where you have to like you're forced to look back at yourself you know yeah yeah you being locked up in your house you you have to live with what you've done in that house right no, but if, no, if, if 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 for example if you haven't cleaned up your house right mm-hmm. now you have to it's easy to not clean up your house mm-hmm. if you're going to work every day right yeah, yeah. but now if you're locked up every day in that house there's no excuse it, it's stinking you know yeah. it smells like there's an animal in there who's the animal oscar 
It's you, Jason. It's, it's you. you. It's, it's you. You're the animal, man. You're the animal, man. And it's like, you can't run away. We're in a lockdown. So you have to live with those consequences yes. now. You have to face them. Mm-hmm. There's no running away from the dragon anymore. Mm. The beast. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, yeah, so you want to solve this all on your own? Or rather you found out to solve them on your own? I would have asked for help if I really felt like they were too overwhelming. I've been mm-hmm, seeing mm-hmm. progress. That's 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 the that's the part that makes me really hopeful. I've become more mm-hmm. I feel like I've become more of an optimist over time, you know. Considering how it was at like um twenty or something. And mm-hmm. with those like little changes and growing every single day. I do feel like I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll be fine. And that's why I haven't really yeah, asked for yeah. help. Yeah. And also, I, I've, I've realized that everyone is dealing with their own shit too. Does that too, you know? I mean, everyone is dealing with their own things, but if we... I'm being a bit optimistic here, but if everyone to come together, let we solve our problems much faster. Like, this past week when Mindo was here, you know, like when Mindo was cooking, it wasn't just Mindo cooking. He will ask me to chop this thing while he's doing something. Like when he's like making the food, I'll be washing some of the dishes already used. When on Sunday we like we're cleaning the house and he will vacuum and I will follow him with the wet wipes and clean the floors. And what will take me like one hour to, to clean my house, like a deep cleaner of my house will take me, take me one hour. We finish in like 20 minutes or 15 minutes. It was a problem that we were able to, to solve much faster because we came together. And don't you think it will be the same if we help each other out with our work? underlying emotional or psychological issues because for, no matter what, some you feel, issues, what problems you might have now, well, I mean like what problem you might have right now like you're saying like you have you have your quarter life crisis I mean like you're not the first person to be there you know sure. you won't be the last so I'm sure like there's someone you can talk to who's who who can help you out like who can help you like maybe what you not tell you what you need to do but give you the right pointers you know I think like what you said quarter-life crisis as much as it like they want to coin that term or it's a coin Mm -hmm. term it's really Mm -hmm. just a smaller symptom of a bigger problem right but it's it's the same problems that you'll experience throughout all of your life you know exactly that's what what you were saying yeah you you, you're not you're not wrong but yeah so i mean i mean like these things these problems everyone does have their own problems yeah And you don't want to burden another individual with your problems, but it's not burdening someone to just talk about your problems. Because, hey, if I'm willing to talk about mine with you, maybe next time you'll be willing to talk about yours with me. And who knows, maybe that problem you have, I've been through before and I can help you out. Right? I definitely agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Coming together will solve almost all of our problems. Mm-hmm. With just a specific few that, mm-hmm. you know... Because of the individual, like the individual where he grew up, what he's been mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. you won't be able to experience you because you haven't had those experiences. Mm-hmm. You probably won't help him. You won't be able to help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you, mm-hmm. I don't know. Now that that I, I don't know, that would be a touchy subject for you probably. Or but like when you and Yumiko are trying to have your first child. Oh, and yeah, you were yeah, going yeah. through that experience, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. as a friend, mm-hmm. if you tell me, if you tell me when you tell me about that, I can't mm-hmm. help you. All I can yeah, do but is now, like, here's the thing, right? yeah, like you're not the one to help me, right? But you know what? The funny what happened that time was really interesting is that when I talk to people, like some of my older friends or even people back home, I got the response, "Oh, that happened to my wife too." that happened to me too people that i didn't know that happened to them you know but when it happened to to yumiko and i like all these people came out of, out of the woodwork like oh fuck it happened to us too it happened to us too and like those were the first people to understand what we were going through you know it's so funny how imagine, we it just brings up like yeah sorry if we didn't talk about it if we didn't tell anyone we wouldn't know this someone else went through that you know we wouldn't know anyone like anyone personally went through that and the fact that we hadn't gone through that before, of course, they were not willing to talk to us about that thing, right? It's only by you coming out that you exactly. got the help. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. That's actually very interesting. Mm. This leads to another point that you know people just assume that a man and a woman can get together, and from there on, everything's dandy. They'll be able to make ch- kids instantly, <laughs> you know. And yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, uh, just because your parents are able to have like ten kids, or you know, you have people yeah, around like, the world like, that can have like ten kids, doesn't mean that you can have ten kids. But true, true, true. Every kid's a blessing, isn't there? Like a quote like that, a miracle. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, something yeah. like that. And going back to what you're saying, no, you are right. You are right. That's why I guess in the end, talking. You, you just gotta start with talking at the very least true exactly you have to open your mouth open your mouth you gotta <laughs> talk about it man <laughs> there's just no other way like you just have to talk about it even when like you're yeah, telling yeah, me yeah. things that i don't understand mm-hmm. in one way or another it's still helping you even though i don't mm-hmm, understand mm-hmm. it yeah right? exactly just having yeah, like, somebody that listen somebody that, you know? yeah 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 it's still very like important if I, if I don't talk about this it's just the thoughts are still gonna swirl around my head you know and they're not doing they're, they're doing nothing good in there they, they're never doing anything good in there <laughs> like a hurricane swirling around you know exactly exactly just replaying the same scene over and over again thinking about oh what i would have done i should have done differently oh but the moment's gone you know if you talk it out maybe the, the other person will make you realize okay you don't have to think about any, that anymore it's gone it's gone and you know the mind does that as a defense mechanism as funny mm-hmm. as that sounds you know mm-hmm. you play that same situation over and over again mm-hmm. so that you learn from your mistake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at least the mind identifies it as a mistake somewhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. identifies i think your mind identifies the pain and the suffering as a consequence of a mistake so your mind okay, goes back and tries to find the mistake and if you don't okay. find the mistake you're going to keep replaying that in your mind until the mistake is identified right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then here's the thing life is complicated <laughs> yeah so it's yeah there's a famous quote by um do you know do you watch star trek it's no, the, 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 the character in star trek um his name is picard um uh, he said mm-hmm. it's possible to do everything in life right mm-hmm. and still lose Mm-hmm. I messed up the quote. Yeah. It's possible to do everything right and still lose. But that is not failure. Mm-hmm. That is life. That's the quote. It makes sense. 
it makes sense at the end of the day. Isn't you know, that? You know what I mean? You know what is. Isn't but like yeah. if you properly internalize it, it's like Oscar. You can live the the most upright, like heroic, and just be like the strong, like a proper man. You know, the i the most ideal man. You could become Superman, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Superman in human form. You can save children, Oscar. You can invent invent technology that will like generations will benefit from mm. and all these kinds of things right you can be like a real good financial support and um loving husband to like your wife and your kid and all that and then at the age of like 30 something 32 you just get cancer and you get told you have six months to live yeah but it's like i'm not seeing how the two go hand in hand because it's like it's not like the universe is punishing you for anything. It's just things happen. No, but that's but that's the point. People feel like if yeah. I live properly right now, I am owed something. I I am assuming that's why heaven as a concept was created. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. My theory. But the point is that if you do everything right now properly, Oscar, somewhere in your mind you feel like you're owed something. That's why you go and you take your cheat day off, right? Whenever you work out super hard. You owe you're owed like an award. You you're owed something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe that's just. No, no, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Maybe that's just yeah, but... a wrong thinking, right? It's a it's a it's a wrong mentality. But people have this mindset. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. Actually, you're right. Like imagining being a good employee and then like you believe you're going to maybe move up the ranks in a certain company. And someone else is, gets the position, you know. You feel like I was owed that, you know. You exactly. You can do everything right. You could do your work and maybe the the work of the person next to you. You can do the manager's work too, and you yeah, don't yeah. get the promotion. Imagine the bitterness you feel in that moment. Exactly. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You just want to burn everything yeah, down. We've, we've, all, we've all been there. We've all been there, man. We've all been there. In one situation or another, right? One of the situations. Yeah. It's like again, you, when you do something right. But then it's like, it's not your fault, man. Sometimes it's just not your fault. Yes. You don't have to worry about Nobody's it. Nobody's fault. Things just happened. Things just happened. Things just but happened. That, that's, that's an answer that a lot of people could not accept. That's why we created God even and I the would, devil, right? Even I wouldn't. Even I wouldn't <laughs> nah, I man. Know, I know. I know. I know. I wouldn't accept it. These bad things are happening to you because the devil t- tempted you. <laughs> Demons have tempted you. So you must repent, you must be forgiven for your sins, and try harder. And then maybe you shall be rewarded. <laughs> or God has a plan for you. You have to keep on trying. Yeah. Which I, I will say yeah, now, I'm yeah. like... It's not a bad thing to have a God, to have a believer. Yes, 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 so yes. I don't yes. think it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not a, maybe it's even a good thing. How many, maybe if we didn't have that, most of the people just like resort to a life of debauchery. You know? <laughs> Wait, what? Like, what? <laughs> no, Oscar. Yeah, I think of, there's plenty I, of civilizations that have been mostly like, um, secular and have survived. Like, religion has existed for as long as human civilization. That is true, right? And that's why there's a, bio- yeah. there's a biological value, there's biological an evolutionary value okay, so, so tell me, for it existing. Tell me, okay, to be fair, because I don't know, I don't know. Tell me, please name one civilization you know that had no religion at all. No, that's the thing. 
that's why I said I, I went back and said religion has existed. It's always been there, right? I'm just yeah, saying. I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. Like, huh? so I'm saying. Like, I think if we didn't have a belief in he- heaven and hell or paradise and like Hades or whatever you want to call them, some people, not everyone, but some people, might resort to a life of debauchery. Like, I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do. No some people, but that—that's the thing. The only consequence will be the consequence set forth by your society. Exactly. The consequences won't yeah. come from the religion as I said. It'll come from the people mm-hmm. beside you who want to fucking kill you because mm-hmm. you're being you're being overly uh malevolent. Oh, okay, okay. Let, let me let me revamp my statements. Let me re- I mean that okay, maybe not debauchery, but some people will be nihilistic if there was no if if everyone were to accept that things just happen you know really if you truly accept that the next question is then what's the point if yeah things just happen then what's the point so why am i why am i running every day why am i trying to make a podcast why do i keep writing why am i thinking of like making starting a business making money what's the point the thing doesn't matter i might get but if I believe to if I believe to some degree that okay there's something good at the end of the of the of the journey, there's something good coming. There's some or maybe yeah there's something to be gained by the suffering you you go through during the, the journey. That makes the journey worth it, right? You're trapped in this ever mm-hmm. ever looping treadmill, so mm-hmm. you know. The treadmill won't stop for years and years, mm. maybe decades. And mm. for you, it might be, it might feel like an eternity. So you create an imaginary mm. carrot at the end of the, mm. at the end of the treadmill, and that imaginary carrot being something that you can never quite reach. It's just inches away. Mm-hmm. But you know, when the treadmill eventually stops, you'll be able to reach for it and grab it and eat it, and everything will mm-hmm. be alright mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, I get you, I get you. Does that make sense? Does that metaphor? Yeah, it makes sense, it makes sense. It makes sense? Yeah. But then... It does. Even though you're not running anywhere, you might be able mm-hmm. to still look around at your surroundings and mm-hmm. enjoy the the people or the things that you see around you. Mm-hmm. If life is a, just a treadmill, right? And the treadmill isn't going anywhere. But you can still mm-hmm. see things meets people i guess my point is is that even without even even without that like what the extrinsic value the extrinsic like price that you can get at the end of the tunnel at the end of your life you can still find things to enjoy in life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. god does that even make sense what am I saying? Yeah. I get you. No, I get you. I get you. And I guess one of the best things about life is that we can create our own meaning. About existing. We can create our own meaning. Oh. You don't need to have this overarching, like... You don't need to create this... Okay. You don't need to create a deity or a divine figure that has this overarching plan for you when you could be the architect of your own life. Yeah, that's true, that's true. 
but it's very hard to be focused on a daily basis right man i don't think human beings were not that responsible man mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm okay i don't want to talk about every single person in the world but i'm not responsible i can't even decide what to eat today at dinner time so you telling me that i'm somehow responsible for the jason that's going to exist in 10 years is like what are you saying bro <laughs> what are you talking about uh like i don't know what's your level of competences right, oscar do you have a 10 year plan do you have a 15 year plan 10 year plan jesus christ i don't i don't even have a next year plan <laughs> <laughs> i have okay i have a I'm next i have a christmas plan that's as far as <laughs> Yeah. that's far in the yeah. future i can go same for me like i know i'm moving to osaka you know like let me deal with this this issue first before i start thinking about 10 years like i told you how like when i was dating my first girlfriend you know and i went to visit her parents to have dinner, lunch with her parents right right and the dad was like oh oscar what's your five year plan i was a, i was a 17 year old boy or maybe i was 18 at the time i was probably 18 yeah oscar what's your five year plan and i just lied about everything i just said all the things i thought he might want to hear <laughs> like 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 uh like what you do in a job interview when somebody asks you exactly. what do you think of the company what do you think of the yeah. philosophy do you wh- where do you picture yourself to be in five years oh man. it's like dude i just want a job <laughs> i just want to eat <laughs> oh god I, okay what happened after yeah. what do you mean What happened after you told him all of those things? The things that you Yeah, he was, he seems I am I think maybe maybe looking back maybe he knew just bullshitting but at least at the moment he seemed satisfied with what he was saying. You know? <laughs> yeah, but I just I just I was say you know I I want I'm going to I want to work in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. My goal is to be a diplomat. I'm like I didn't want to do any of those things, man. I was just saying that just to just to get him off my back. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh man, it was so bad. It was yeah, I remember like man, I I this sounds really bad like I have it sounds like I have no vision for my life, but the vision of my life is just being able to be responsible for today. Does this make sense? You got to start somewhere. Like yeah, I have to be learn how to be responsible for today first before like throwing five year plans on in the picture. I have nothing for respect for the people who can have three year plans and they've like truly yeah, planned the three year plan you know because people like that do exist yeah yeah they do they do i'm sure they do yeah like i remember like i was talking to you once about one of my friends from primary school man i met this guy when i was 12 years old he said he's gonna be a doctor and he, right now he's a fucking doctor when he said that shit when he was 12 can you believe that yeah people like that do exist yeah. for i guess you and me it's uh It's it's something that we have to learn. We have to try a little bit harder yeah, to yeah. learn. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. We we want playing the right simulations with our kids. I know something. It doesn't matter. We're here now. We can just learn slowly, fix to the day slowly. Work on today. Work on today. Work on all the problems we have right now. And um, our lives just get more complicated over time. Actually. Mm-mm-mm. Well, actually, like it's hard for me to agree with that because I don't believe my life is getting more complicated. I don't think so. Actually, like, I th- I think like it it just 
the complex okay so the level of complicatedness does rise but then it stops after a while mm-hmm. like between I don't when you when you come from, when you go from like being a kid to being a teenager to a teenager to being like mm-hmm. young adult in university and then working complexity is going up but as responsibility I, I, I don't i don't know if that's true i would say this because like before raha was born i thought oh what will what will life be like when i'm having when i'm when i have a kid in the house constantly you know but it's like now looking back i don't even remember how, what i was living before how we used to live before she was born like what are we doing all this free time you know what are we doing I actually i mean i don't remember but it's like this is if this now feels so normal like having the kid in the house well not now but when she was when they were here like i almost completely forgot life before she was there complexity is on the right word to use let's just say more responsibility Mm-hmm. And some people can deal with that responsibility better than others, right? So mm-hmm. it depends on how you deal with responsibility. But point is is that you get asked a lot of open questions, Oscar, as you grow mm-hmm. older, right? Where are you going to be in five mm-hmm. years, Oscar? What are you going to put up mm-hmm. on that wall? And for mm-hmm. you to put up on that wall, you need to agree on something. Like, like for example, you and Yumiko, when you move into like an apartment, what are you going to put mm-hmm. on your wall? For you guys to put something on the wall like a piece of art you need to agree on what you find mm. to be attractive in art mm-hmm. and for you to find something to be attractive art you have to have like a sense of beauty how do you find that yeah but you, you know me you know like you've been to my uh, apartment like i don't have any art in the house <laughs> i'm not interested in putting art on my walls actually i don't find them interesting at all but you get my point right like there's, yeah, there's, there's no yes or no answer there's no like easy answers yeah. for these kinds of questions these are the, and these are the kinds of questions I mean, we get faced a lot in our lives the easy answer would be like uh, i don't put up on my wall i won't put that up on my wall <laughs> it's an honest answer because no. like I've, to be fair to be fair i've got people's houses who have art on their wall it, it does look nice but i'm just not interested in doing that in my house <laughs> you're hyper focusing on the question when it's just no, an example yeah, yeah, because, i'll give you another example that relates directly to you on the question because i remember like on Instagram, seeing one of my friends in Kenya, like they have this a lot of art in their house, and they keep posting pictures of the, of the house, right? And it it does look nice, but I was thinking like, oh, I don't want to do that. Even if you had the money, I don't think I want to do that. How are you gonna raise Raha? This is an example that applies to you directly. How are you gonna raise Raha so that she's a responsible citizen in society? Uh, I can't tell you how I'm going to raise her. I'm still raising her. I'm still learning, so like I have no perfect answer for that. But that's my point. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> that's still a really good answer, though. Like, that's a really good answer, in my opinion. But the point is, is that those are like really big, open questions, and there is no like real right or wrong answers, you know. So you need to go go out there, like you said, you have to go out there and figure it out. And this, yeah, and that's my point. There's a lot of open. Uh huh. They're not right and wrong answers, but people do expect certain answers, though. There are people who do expect certain answers to hear certain things from me. Okay, right? can like you give me person, an example? The person who, the only person who will ask you what's your five-year plan is someone who already expects you to have a five-year plan. Like I wouldn't ask you what's your five-year plan because I don't have one. I'm asking you about that. You know, I wouldn't ask you like, hey, Jason, what kind of father do you want to be? I, I don't know what kind of father I am. I'm still learning. Why would I ask you that kind of question? The only person who will ask you such a question is someone who expects a certain answer or expects you to have an answer ready at the very least 
Or maybe they're just trying to see what's there. Yeah, but how many people do you ask that question though? What's your favorite plan? Not me, personally? I don't care. I don't care what you do, so it's, exactly. it's fine. Exactly, exactly. But who are, who has ever asked you that question? Who? Who asked, who was the last one? Who was, has anyone ever asked you that question before? My mom? Maybe my exactly, dad? because she expects you. Yeah, they expect you to have that, that answer ready. Not because they, are, they, are, they, are for, they want to force things down, down your throat, but yes. Of course, that your parents expect you to have the answer ready. Yeah, in interviews, in one, maybe not that specific yes. question, it, like what you're going to no. do in five years, yeah. but the point is that that I've kind never, of question. I've never had that question in an interview. I've never got that question. Really? I got that question never. joining our company. I've really? got that question, yeah. Really? It's it's It wasn't five years, oh, though. It's yeah. just like, where do you expect to be in three years or two years? Oh, I, maybe maybe I got it. I just don't remember. Actually, I just don't remember. <laughs> the lies go so deep, Oscar. I don't remember. <laughs> ah, but okay, yeah, like yeah, you said, it's a long time ago. I must have gotten it too. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah um, so like, yeah. So I do believe the only people do expect answers. The only people who, who, who will ask you such a question are people who expect you to have an answer. Like, if you tell them like, I don't know. That's not good enough for them. It's like, but really, I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about next month to be like confident about five years down the line. I'm not that confident about next month. Which is funny because like, if you hear that in a job you, interview, that uh-huh. person gets rejected almost instantly. Exactly. But Yet he has. Yeah, he has an extremely because positive traits right there that you'd want in your employee. He's very honest. And number one, it's it's not even honest. It's like. For me to say, like, I'm not confident about next month, it's not even about money or, like, anything. It's like, there are so many things I can't imagine that might happen between now and, and, and Christmas Day, you know? Okay. You talk about possibilities, opportunities? Possibilities. Yes, possibilities, opportunities. There's too many things, too many. No, no, not just negative things, even positive things. Too many things can come up between now and Christmas Day, right? Both positive or negative. Oscar might right. inherit some gold somewhere. And before you know you're a billionaire. Yeah, who knows? So like I'm not so confident about next month. So why would I be confident about five years in life? Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't know. Like I can the one thing I can promise you is like, hey, tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna run and get back home. So I know I'll take care of, of today. Right? Alright. But talking to you about next about five years, no, I don't know. Will I even be alive five years on the line? Yeah, it's like, dude, it's like, we assume that you're going to live forever, you know, like, this thing called life never ends. Oh, what's your five-year plan? What's your ten-year plan? Dude, you might actually lay tomorrow. Did you think about that? If we start coming up with five-year plans, maybe you should be planning your funeral. Maybe you should save some money aside for your funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's more of like planning, preparing for the worst, but, you know, hoping for the best. Hmm. You might die tomorrow, but lots of people don't. So, what are you going to yeah, do yeah. when you stick around? Yeah. You can't, you, your answer can't be like, oh, 10 years down the line, you can't be like, oh, I wasn't planning on being here. I was planning on being dead. <laughs> At least we wouldn't yeah, consider but, that person yeah, a normal true, true, true. person, right? But that is the most, okay, you you wouldn't give that answer, but you would say, okay, what's your 10 year, 10 year plan? Oh, I don't know. I, I might be dead by then. Which is an honest answer. I don't know. I might be dead by then. The only people who could say What's that true? are the people mm-hmm. in the earlier 
forms of civilization in earlier human history when the, the what do you call it the average lifespan of a human being or like a male was like up until 30 or 30 something or people in our times who are like old anyone who's like or overweight or whatever or just yeah having chronic illnesses right sure but people who are like healthy and who are normal for the most part that is not an excuse you can give Mm, it's not an excuse it's honest like hey so so think about this every month you put money aside for for your funeral like you put away like 1k every month again people will, will think you're crazy but it's not crazy. It's not a crazy thing to do because I mean we're all going to die. We know that for sure. You just don't know when. You just don't know when. I mean, it's, of course, I don't think like in Japan they cremate, right? I don't think a cremation is too expensive. I don't remember how much it was. I think it's but, one of the cheap options for sure. It's definitely yeah, cheaper so than like, burial, like with a coffin. Yeah. So whatever money. So if you don't die within the next five years and you have to, you're saving that money for the next thirty years, every month you're putting away one k, one k into your into your cremation fund. On the day you die, whatever money is left over, you can leave that money to anyone, to your kids, to your family, to your friends, you know? It's not a bad thing. That does bad. make <laughs> sense. That does make sense, honestly. Yeah. But again, because society would... Where does the money come from? I guess it's the topic of death in our society. We consider it taboo. You know? Which it shouldn't be taboo. And it's maybe not it's taboo, happen. it's uncomfortable. It's uneasy yeah. for lots of people. It's like, hey man, why you keep talking about death, man? You're such a buzzkill. Fuck off, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want to just drink yeah, and have fun with my friends. <laughs> you keep... Yeah, but it's interesting because you're you're definitely going to die. You know that for sure. You're definitely going to do it. I think some civilizations and some societies and some cultures have a better conversation of death than others. Because mm-hmm. they they've like. Who do you? Think? I don't know anyone. Maybe like I would imagine. Maybe Buddhist to some degree, yeah. Like the monks, uh, maybe some the Hindu Hindu guys, the Hindu gurus or whatever they are called, the Sudhis. They're called Sudhis, or yeah. They've ingrained so it from maybe some from a young age. Yeah. Like, hey, you're gonna die. Yeah. Everything you're doing is like yeah. All these moments you have in life are fleeting, so just enjoy mm-hmm. what you have right now, because you're gonna die, and that's like. Yeah. That's that's the philosophy that they build their entire lives on. While everyone in the West is like, I want big cars, I want a hot wife, I want <laughs> you know, I want a big house, money, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Who's thinking about death? Nah man. <laughs> I won't die. I much. won't die. <laughs> death is not even an a part of the equation, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's Oscar. Any final comments? Uh, do I have any final comment for today? Like, it's a really, really beautiful day. That's the one thing I can say. Like, you know, like the window, the big window in my house. Yeah. Leading up to the balcony. Oh man, the sun is coming to my house. Beautiful today. Wonderful. That's the I, last thing you have to say, man. That's it. I was really happy that it was sunny today in Hoyta too. It's been really cloudy yeah. and just like very. Yes, yes. Gloomy. <laughs> gloomy weather, yeah. Very gloomy weather. Yeah. And now the sun yeah. was shining and. Uh, cleaned my house so everything's good everything's good things are looking up and uh thank you guys for listening yeah thank you guys peace out thank you anyway we'll do the so we'll do the introduction later right oh i guess we're over now so. okay. cool cool